Welcome to Grad School, the Bruce Gradkowski Podcast. Upping your football knowledge. Class is now in session. We have a good show for you guys today. Thanks for tuning in. It was a great week last week. Chris Sims gave us a lot of insight, recapped a lot of good stories with John Gruden. Uh, and this week is a special one because the draft is is near, but also off-season worker, workouts have begun. So I'm going to have a good buddy of mine and backup quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Landry Jones, on the show in a little bit. Uh, first, I want to recap uh, the Steelers' schedule. The schedule came out this year, and this is the time of year that, you know, now you're just seeing it on paper. You can't really trust. I mean, you could say it looks hard, it looks not, but, you know, last year when injuries go down and you have the Green Bay Packers on your schedule at the beginning of the year when the when the schedule comes out, you think that's a tough one. Then all of a sudden, Aaron Rodgers is hurt for the majority uh, at the end of the year, and then that game isn't as difficult because you have a, uh, a future Hall of Famer that's hurt and not playing. So these schedules change a lot once the year gets underway. And taking a look at the at the Steelers' schedule, they start off against the Browns in Cleveland. Uh, luckily for the Steelers, they go to Cleveland early in the year uh, because anytime playing in Cleveland late in the year, right on the lake there, a lot of wind and, and weather you can worry about. Uh, so that benefits the Steelers. Starting in Cleveland, first game of the year, it's going to be a huge game for the Browns. Uh, we'll see who they draft first overall. Will that rookie be starting or will it be Tyrod Taylor? But the Browns will look a lot different uh, this season. So that will be an interesting game. And then week two is the Chiefs. And we'll see what, what the young buck, Patrick Mahomes, uh, brings to the table. So it'll be a great test for Patrick Mahomes going against the Steelers and, and vice versa. The Steelers are going to be up for the challenge. Uh, to face the big, strong-armed, young gun in Patrick Mahomes. So week two will be interesting. And then they travel to Tampa Bay. You know, I was an old Buccaneer at one time, and they'll be under the lights Monday night. Hey, who knows who will be ca calling Monday Night Football? You never know. It might be me. We'll see. All they have to do is give me an interview, and I won't leave. I'll be there calling the Monday night games. Maybe I'll be calling it Steelers at Bucks. Uh, we'll see what uh, Tampa Bay looks like this year. I don't think the Steelers should have a problem with that game. And then week four, the Ravens, Sunday night. So the Steelers go Monday night and then Sunday night. Big Ben always plays well under the lights. You know, in the Ravens, they had a down year last year. Harbaugh's a good coach. He's going to have his guys ready to roll again. He has to. He has no choice. Uh, so that should be a tough one. Anytime the Steelers battle the Ravens, divisional game, it's tough. And then you're looking at week five, they have the Atlanta Falcons and Matt Ryan. I think that offense is hard to stop. It'll be a tremendous test for the Steelers' defense. Uh, so that will be interesting. Uh, and uh, then we go week six at the Bengals. In Cincinnati, Cincinnati has to step it up. I think uh, Bill Lazor, offense coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals, did a good job last year when he filled in for Kenny Zampezi when Zampezi got fired. And Zampezi is now the quarterback coach with, at the Cleveland Browns with Todd Haley. 
And uh, that will be interesting because uh, we talked about it. But when the Browns start off first game of the year, I'm sure Todd Haley is going to be fired up for that one. But week six at the Bengals, I don't think Cincinnati is going to come back and have a good year. I just think they lost too many veterans a few years ago, and they're still going to have a down year, I think. And then now uh, week seven is their bye. The Steelers have a bye week seven comes, you know, almost halfway through the year, which works out. It's a good week to have a bye. And then week eight, the Browns again at home and week nine at the Ravens. The thing that's interesting is five of the first eight games are division games. They need to get off to a fast start with the division games. Plus, because it starts to get more difficult in the second half of the year for the Steelers. If we look through it now, week 10 through 16 is a brutal stretch. This could make or break the Steelers' schedule. I mean, week 10, you have the Panthers. It's a Thursday night game. And then week 11 at Jacksonville, Sunday night. And that defense is fierce. And in the playoff game, you know, the Steelers really weren't yeah, I'll say they weren't able to do much. I mean, Ben had a terrific game, and that offense put up a lot of points and yardage. But I think it was more big plays being made by Ben and not in rhythm, offensive dialing it up, calling a good game, and just beat him X-ing, S- X's and O's. So if you if you hold Ben down, that's tough because Ben knows how to make some plays. So Jacksonville's a good defense, a good football team. Uh, so that'll be a tough one, week 11. And then week 12 at Denver, the Broncos, a 425 kickoff. That should, I, I look to the Broncos being better this year. I think with the addition of Case Keenum, we'll see what they do in the draft. But the Broncos' defense isn't far away, so that should be a good test. And then week 13, the Chargers, Ben's buddy, draft buddy, Phillip Rivers, same year. Uh, Phillip's been going strong. The guy is is just a machine out there in Los Angeles. Apologize if I said San Diego, but the Los Angeles Chargers. That should be a good matchup. Anytime you have two franchise quarterbacks and possibly future Hall of Famers, that will be a great matchup. And then week four, 14 at the Raiders, Sunday night, John Gruden. I played for Gruden, so this will be a fun game to watch. I think Gruden's going to get the Raiders back on track. The guy is motivational. He's going to get that locker room going. He's, you know, a great teacher. And so he'll hope he's dialing them up. The Steelers will have to be ready for a lot of shifts and motions, different design plays, be ready for that sluggo seam, pumping the slant, coming back to the seam on the left side. Um, So Gruden will do a good job there and, That would be a test for the Steelers. I know the Raiders were down last year, but with John Gruden's offense and his scheme, he will do a a good job. He'll be be well prepared. So the Steelers really have their hands full weeks 10 through 16 because week 15, they have the Patriots 425 game. We see Gronkowski come out talking a lot of crap right now. Uh, the, The New England Patriots organization, a little in a disarray. But that should almost just add more fuel to their fire. And it'll be a rematch from last year. The touchdown Jesse James should have been in. And now this year with the new catch roll, it will be considered a touchdown. So 
that will be an interesting game because the Steelers will feel like they beat the Patriots last year and the Patriots got away with one. So week 15, I'm sure all you Steeler fans will be ready, partying up hard, tailgating. Hey, maybe I'll join you. Let me know. Week 16 at the Saints. Anytime you play a franchise quarterback, Hall of Famers, Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, all these guys, they'll be ready to play. Drew Brees and Sean Payton, they have been a great tandem over the years. The Saints are not far away. They just extended Drew Brees' contract. He's back for another two years. Definitely one year. We'll see what plays out after this season. But that offensive scheme in New Orleans is hard to stop. So that will be a tough test for the Steelers defensively. Um, And then week 17, they end with the Bengals at home. So I look at it just to recap a little bit. You know, anytime you're playing the NFC South and the AFC West, that makes uh, the schedule very difficult. So that's what I think makes it difficult for the Steelers uh, when they're playing that AFC West and the uh, Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders, and Chargers. And then the NFC South, which that's where I started my career as a young buck, as a rookie with Tampa Bay, Carolina, the Saints, and the Falcons. Um, And I look at that, and when I look at the teams you play, you have to look at their quarterbacks, okay? So if you look at the AFC West, Derek Carr, now young buck Patrick Mahomes, Case Keenum in Denver. Now you ha- it, now you have to look at if they have a good quarterback, they have a chance. I mean that that's what the NFL is all about. In the Chargers with Philip Rivers, of course. So if you have a good quarterback, you have a chance. So when you look at these games, and then you look at the NFC South with Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, Cam Newton, um. And Winston, you you know, and Winston's the the I would say not as big of a threat as the other guys, but they're all still big time quarterbacks, franchise quarterbacks. So the Steelers have their hands full with this schedule. I mean, the fi- first five, their first eight games, um, five of their first eight games are division games. I mean, so they start off right off the bat. You have to start fast. The Steelers have to come out of training camp, start fast. They don't play a lot of starters in the preseason. Last year, the offense struggled mightily um, at the beginning of the year because Le'Veon Bell sat out. We'll see how long Le'Veon Bell sits out once again. But this is the stuff that they can't afford to, to start off slow because week 10 through 16, it's brutal for them. It's going to be a tough stretch. So the Steelers have to take advantage early on in the season to win the games they should. And that's one thing they've struggled with through the years is taking care of business when they should win. I have no issue. They don't have problems playing against good teams. Ben comes to play Sunday night games, Monday night games, the defense. When you're playing good quarterbacks, they're going to come ready to play. It's the games you should win that you have to get up for and you have to win the games you should. So that's why they need to start off fast. Uh, fight five night games this year, three Sunday night, one Monday night, one Thursday. Um, again, like we talked about earlier, it's fun to look at now, but it's all about when you play, not who you play. Because you look at last year, like we talked about, 
The Packers without Rodgers, the Colts without Luck. That's a lot different. So this time a year ago, the schedule was a lot tougher than it ended up actually being. Um, so it's you know it's exciting to look at. It's exciting that it's coming around. I mean it's it's really around the corner. You know before we know it, we're going to be here, and uh, you know the the other thing I wanted to look at. We're talking about the Steelers schedule. You know I think the Steelers should have a good year this year. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how offense coordinator, new offense coordinator, Randy Feekner does filling in for Todd Haley. That week one matchup at Cleveland will be big for Randy Feekner versus Todd Haley. Todd Haley, the new OC of the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are going to be fired up. They have to win this year. Hugh Jackson has no choice. So that will be interesting. I don't think they'll... Uh, be enough, though. I think the Steelers will handle them fine. And it'll be exciting to see what Randy can do. I think I'm a big fan of Randy. I loved him as a coach when I was in Pittsburgh. Um, he's a guy that gets the best out of his players. I think he's also going to bring a lot more details to that offense. And it's going to re really help those young guys develop. Because that's what it's about. Continuing to help these young guys develop. Um and we're going to get Landry Jones, backup quarterback for the Steelers, on the show soon. Uh, Landry and I played together for a few years. I saw him come in as a rookie. I saw his development. And he's turned into a solid backup quarterback that I would have confidence in him. If he had to go in and play, he'd be able to execute the offense. He's confident, has a good arm. You know, and I even said there's no reason why Landry Jones cannot be like Kirk Cousins. I'm telling you right now, it's with the offensive scheme. If they, you know, call plays that Landry Jones is comfortable with. So I think the Steelers are in a good situation with their backup quarterback. I don't think they have to stretch and reach for a quarterback in the draft this year. I think with Ben Roethlisberger coming back, uh, he's going to play a few more years. You have Landry Jones back. Joshua Dobbs, he'll probably continue to develop another year. But the first two positions with Ben and Landry, I think, are solid. I mean, of course, Ben, future Hall of Famer. Um, but you're going to start having to look for a quarterback at some point. And I think Landry understands that. I mean, we'll talk about that when I get him on. But I think Landry is good enough uh, to get the Steelers where they want to go, um, whether Ben goes down or Ben retires in, in two or three years. I think Ben still has a lot more time left. The guy is not slowing down. He continues to make plays. He, he's he's a magician in the pocket. He always, I don't want to say surprises me, but time and time again, the guy just makes plays that are just awesome to watch. It, it, it was great to be a part of. I mean, if you look around the league right now, I just want to take a look at these backup quarterbacks. All right, Arizona Cardinals, Mike Glennon. Uh, the Falcons, Matt Schaub, Ravens, Ryan Mallett, Buffalo Bills, Nathan Peterman, the Carolina Panthers, Derek Anderson, uh, Chicago Bears just signed Chase Daniels, Cincinnati Bengals, Matt Barkley, backing up Andy Dalton, Cleveland Browns, um, Drew Stanton, they just signed him, another veteran, Dallas Cowboys, Cooper Rush, Denver Broncos, Paxton Lynch, Detroit Lions, Matt Castle, and um, no, Matt Castle, D 
Matt Castle just signed with the Chiefs. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, Brett Hundley. The Houston Texans, uh, Brandon Whedon. The Colts, Jacoby Brissett. Jaguars, Cody Kessler. The Chiefs, Chad Henney. Yeah, that's right. Henney is with the Chiefs. And Castle is with the Lions. Man, Castle has just been around for a long time. Him and Henney. Henny. Uh, the Chargers, Geno Smith. Shoot. Let me get my shoulder loosened up. They're going to sign Geno Smith. I Just give me a contract. I'll go compete with them right now. Uh, the Rams, Sean Mannion. Miami Dolphins, Brock Osweiler. Vikings, Trevor Simeon. Patriots, Brian Hoyer. New Orleans Saints, Tom Savage. Giants, Davis Webb. Teddy Bridgewater with the Jets. EJ Manuel with the Raiders. Uh, the Eagles, Nick Foles. Uh... And then we got Landry, C.J. Bethard with uh, the Niners, Austin Davis with the Seahawks, and the Bucks Ryan Fitzpatrick and uh, the Titans Blaine Gabbert, and the Redskins Colt McCoy. So I know I listed those fast, but I just I'd list them because as Steeler fans, when you guys watch, you know you got to look around the league. And you have to feel com- confident and comfortable of what you have behind Ben Roethlisberger. And um, and, and I watched the guy come in as, as a rookie. He continued to grow. He put in the work to get better. The guy, you know, when I remember his first time being able to play when I was hurt, he came in against the Arizona Cardinals, led the Steelers to a huge victory. And that was the time where it was just amazing to see his development him take the next step to win football games in the National Football League. And I think, and I know, Steelers, that you're safe with backup Landry Jones. I think you're in good hands. The guy works hard. He cares. He's a good teammate. He knows the offense. He continues to learn and grow. And that's what you want to see. Guys continue to develop. And he has the right demeanor. So without further ado, I'd love to welcome Landry Jones to the grad school, the Bruce Gradkowski Podcast. Landry, my man, thanks for joining me. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. So, you know, you watch these young quarterbacks coming out, you know, and, and getting ready for the uh, for the draft, you know, and you were there. What was it like that, you know, the anxiety, being at the combine, I mean, going through this whole process leading up to the draft? I mean, the, it was just such a huge buildup. Like, the, it was a buildup to – I went to the senior bowl and that was like a big buildup, you know, and then once you got through that, it was another buildup to the combine. And then after the combine, it's the draft. And it was just like such a long, like, I don't want to say stressful, but it was like exciting, but it was also at the same point, like, Oh man, am I going to get picked up somewhere? Where am I going to be? What round am I going to go in? How can I impress these coaches? So it was like, it was a it was cool to to go through it but now on the other side of it I'm glad I don't have to do it again <laughs> <laughs> no my question is what's more stressful you got two cute boys at home is trying to get them to bed on their schedules <laughs> or meeting with the co- coaches at the combine oh man gosh i mean putting my two boys to bed is like you're like dealing with terrorists <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like I would almost it might be easier to talk to coaches through the combine than to get a toddler and a five month old to go to bed. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? We got three kids at home and there's not you you think it's like stressful being at football and then you get home and the kids are running around. <laughs> And I couldn't only imagine. I got two. I got three kids, a girl, and two boys. You have the two boys. I mean, just wait, man. My two and a half year old boy is nonstop, and he like does. Uh, does Zeke ever get give punches to little Zach? Because Roman punches our nine month old all the time. Yeah, he just like Zeke. I don't know. He's just so passionate. He just loves so hard that. I know that he'll like wake up in the morning and be like, can I see brother? And we're like, okay, let's go see him. And then he'll like hug him so hard that like Jack starts turning like red. <laughs> it's just, I, they're going to have a great relationship. Yeah. He, Zeke just loves hard. Just, just nothing wrong with a little yeah. tough love, yeah, you know, love. put him in a headlock. That's what Roman does all the time. Um, you know, one of the quarterbacks coming out this year is Baker Mayfield. I talked about him a bunch. You know, I like him. Have you, like, graduating from Oklahoma, did you, um, do you get a chance to watch them much? Do you still keep in touch? Do you go back to school in the off seasons? And also, what do you think about Mayfield and that offense he ran? I haven't got, I, I haven't got to, like, meet him. Um, I might have, like, met him uh, one time, but um, I just like, I don't know, for me, like, this game and especially in NFL it's about winning and he that kid just wins games you know what I mean yeah and so yeah. like for me that was like that's a huge check I don't care how tall you are I don't care how athletic you are if you can win games that's really what it's all about and that and it's in you too I mean if yeah, you're if sure if you're a winner whatever level and do you think his size matters I don't think so I mean there's a bunch of different ways to like get it done and if you can win I think you'll you'll have a spot yeah I mean I mean you talk about all the time and you were together in Pittsburgh in that quarterback room and we played with a future hall of famer and you're still with him now and you talk about just being a winner I mean that's what that guy brings to the table and what what is it that you get to learn from him now being in that QB room every day I mean, you you know how it is. It's just he's just so different than he plays so differently than I would ever play. And so, like on a on a on a play, he might just see it completely different than I do. You know, and so that's kind of been the thing that I've taken away from him. And some of the things that he does with like ball placement and the type of throws that he's that he makes, that's the thing that I've really taken away. He's on like the thing that impressed me being with him is is his arm action, the way he can change like his delivery in the middle of a throw to be accurate. The receiver might run a different route or do something different, but he's still like always accurate with the football. Yeah. And the thing I like take away from it is like he'll throw he'll throw like a back shoulder throw or he'll throw a ball low um and he'll just put the ball in different places and make guys open and that's like opened my eyes to like seeing people uh, throwing people open i guess and that well and that's a great point you you make because 
I feel like that is the NFL. I mean, guys aren't going to be screaming wide open like college, and you have to throw guys open. And, and that is a good point that Ben, the guy might look covered on film, but he throws a ball low, high, wherever he can to let that receiver make a play. What's the biggest adjustment you felt going from college to the NFL? I think that for me, I think like the linebacker play in the NFL is way different than it is in college. You know, those guys are able to match up with running backs. They're able to drop into their zones, um, and it just makes windows a lot tighter than they are in, in college. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, my biggest adjustment was was the speed of the game and how the pocket just collapses that much faster. Yeah, you're like holding a grenade back there. It's like <laughs> you got to get it out of your hands. And, you know, and, and I, I would say – the mo- you got drafted when I when I first signed with the Steelers. I got to see your process of your growth and the work you've put in. You've always worked your tail off, <clears throat> studying, first one in the building, last one to leave, just putting the time in to really perfect your craft. And people don't understand all the work that goes in. I mean, you're behind the scenes. You're not pl- playing a lot your first couple years. And then you finally get an opportunity. I remember I was hurt that year. Ben's Ben's playing. He goes down against the Cardinals. Cardinals, you come in, what? Throw two touchdowns. We win the game, and and at that moment, I'm standing on the sideline, and it felt like a Big Brother moment. Not that you know you've put the work in to get to where you're at, but like I was sitting there watching, and just from seeing your your moments as a rookie till till this moment when you're playing and actually winning a football game for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I couldn't have been more proud, man, to see your growth. Because I've seen how much hard work you've put in, and what you're like, what do you focus on this time of year? OTAs. What's your focus on to work at, and what's your goals going forward? I mean, for me, it's like I, I remember we had a conversation one time where we talked about like making decisions and all that stuff, and you said it's better to be decisive than right. And for me, that's like I feel like that's my game, like making good decisions and being decisive and if I can be decisive and know my reads and get the ball out of my hands that's kind of like my bread and butter and so for me during this time of year I'm in the film room I'm trying to watch tape I'm breaking down what we've been good at and so that's where my really my focus lies I guess all the time that's where my focus lies man I'm just happy you know you listen to one thing I said. <laughs> Most of the time you gave terrible advice, but that was that was the only good advice you said. Well, hey, man, if, if you could have taken one thing from me, no, that's awesome. But, you know, I've always tried to be like that because I felt like the things that held me, me back sometimes was not playing decisive. And I knew the games I didn't play well is I didn't trust myself. And I think you've been around long enough. You have more than enough arm strength. You're accurate. You have good footwork. So there's no reason not to be decisive and play fast because if you're decisive, you'll you'll make the right plays and the right throws. Um, And, you know, I just think you do a good job with that. And you're at the point in your career where, you know, now you're you're going in your last year with the Steelers under contract. Um, You'll be a free agent after this year. I think you guys got a lot of good pieces on the team. Um, a new change to the offense coordinator, Randy Fickner. How do you think that'll fare with Randy moving from the quarterback coach to the offense coordinator? 
I just think that I, I just really have enjoyed being with Randy. You know, the, he makes that room great. He makes uh, coming into work fun, and you always look forward to going into those quarterback uh, the the meetings with him. So I'm I'm just really thankful that he's our offensive coordinator and excited for to see what it's going to look like. You know, yeah, Randy's always done a great job as far as like just being like one of the guys. Yeah, you know, he's super easy to talk to. You could communicate easy about what you like, what routes you like throwing. And I think a lot of times in the NFL, that's what it's about, man. You have to be, as a quarterback, you have to be executing a place you're comfortable with. And, and as a coach, it's cool to see Randy doesn't have an ego. I mean, he's going to call plays that you're comfortable with. Yeah, I think that's one of Randy's big strengths is, like, actually knowing like knowing his guys. Because Randy, Randy coaches – he treats everybody really he treats everybody with respect he treats everybody fairly but he coaches everybody a little different um according to like what they like and what type of person they are and i think that's just a testament to him just getting to know people yeah now and going back to these young kids coming out in the nfl draft you were in that position at one point um and then after your rookie year i think it was you went and worked out with jordan palmer did you work out with palmer leading into the draft or was it just after your first year and what do you think Jordan's bringing to Sam Darnold and Josh Allen and what did you learn working with Jordan um whenever I did I did my combine training with uh George Whitfield and George was great George was awesome we had a we had a fantastic time and I did um I I felt like I got a lot better with with George and then I went and worked out with with Jordan um and it's just a different like because Jordan's been in those chairs. Jordan's right. been Jordan's been in the league. He knows like what happens behind like those closed doors. And so for me, what I took a- away from with Jordan is just like his his experience and just like he's been exposed to so many different types of offenses and terminology and and that type of stuff. And so I I mean I think Sam Darnold and who who else is who else was Josh Allen Josh the Allen training kid, with, yeah. with him yeah I think they're going to be extremely prepared for the league um, they're obviously going to be exposed to some NFL terminology and, th- and that type of stuff so that might be a little little step ahead for them do you think the biggest I mean when you first got to Pittsburgh would you have would you have hoped to learn the terminology first? Was that the biggest change, like offensively, or was it the reads? Um, Footwork. I mean, what was the the main adjustment? If you could have been like, man, if I could have asked Bruce or Jordan Palmer or someone, George Whitfield, you know, to teach me something before I got drafted, what would you have focused more on, do you think? I mean, well, the the type of player I am, I would have focused on more of my reads. I wish I would have I wish I would have been exposed to more progressions. I wish I would have been exposed to more NFL type of of offense. Yeah. No, that's a good point cuz it's it's a lot different than college. You know how to read it, go through the progressions. Um <clears throat> I think you're in a great position, man, backing up Big Ben. I think you guys got a good team around you. Um what do you you know you think Ben's slowing down anytime soon I mean the dude continued to impress me when I was around him yeah I mean I don't know I haven't seen like you know some guys that like I don't if it feels like just one year it just hits them like the age thing and I haven't seen it in Ben 
Dude, he's unbelievable. He comes out. He's a competitor. One of the most competitive guys I know. Everything he does, he wants to win and compete. Landry, it's always a pleasure, my man. Wish you nothing but the best this year. Um, And I'm looking for you one day to pull Nick Foles. I'm not going to say it's this year. (laughs) I I don't want it under Ben's watch, you know, him getting hurt or anything. But you continue to do a great job staying prepared and everything. But maybe one day we'll see you hosting that Lombardi up. That would be that would be sweet. That would be insane. Now, what, what, real quick, what's the hardest part of backing up? I mean, is it that anxiety on the sideline, not knowing if you're going to play or not that game? Yeah, I think I, I think it's just the hours you put into the office, and then you, you know, like going to play in the game makes what you did during the week worth it. And right. whenever you don't get to play in the game, it sucks, <laughs> you know. So though that's like the hardest part for me. It's like after the game, not being able to actually play. Well, we put in the work week in and week out, day in and day out. And you're right, you don't get to reap the rewards of the work you put in. But you saw it. I mean, when you get a chance to play, like we've seen this past season, you played well against the Browns, you guys won. It's good to see those things. It just shows you're prepared. And, and to other teams out there, it continues to show, and you kind of have to always be ready because teams always are looking for good quarterbacks that they can count on, and I feel like you're a reliable guy. You can execute the offense when called upon. They can trust you with the football in your hands, and that's what teams are looking for. It's hard to find guys like that, but good luck this year, my man. Good luck even more with the two little boys at home. (laughs) Yeah, I appreciate it. I need it. Thanks again for tuning in to Grad School, the Bruce Gregkowski podcast. Uh, you heard it here from Landry Jones. That was cool to get him on the line uh, in person. It was right before we grabbed some wings together in Pittsburgh. We talked about the Steelers' schedule this year. It should be exciting, and it all comes down to injuries throughout the season, who's available, who's not. And uh, I think in the, in the backup quarterback world, Landry Jones is one of the top ones there. And uh, we'll see. Speaking of kids, I got my two. Uh, the nine-month-old is is hopefully going to bed soon. but uh, So we'll see. But tune in next time. Listen to my daddy. Thanks, baby. That's Lily right there giving daddy some love. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in. I have a special one for you on draft day coming up this week. Other than that, thanks again. Have a good one.